No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 105, where the psalmist calls people to remember God's faithfulness to Israel throughout their history, give Him thanks, and make known His wonderful works among all peoples. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. When David brought the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, we are told in 1 Chronicles 16.7 that he wrote a psalm of thanksgiving and gave it to Asaph, his worship leader. And that psalm is the first 15 verses of Psalm 105. Therefore, it is very likely that David wrote this entire psalm. It gives thanks to God for his faithfulness to his people Israel. Psalm 105. O give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing psalms to him, talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face evermore. So first, give thanks to the Lord. You know, we can never give God thanks too much because it blesses him and it fills us with joy and contentment for the things that he's given. Make known his deeds among the people. Now, David understood his responsibility to tell others of the good deeds of the Lord, and this he did through many of the Psalms. But this was not limited to only the children of Israel. All peoples must be told of the Lord's deeds. And what David practiced himself, he also encouraged others to do. Now today, it should be our ambition to make Jesus famous, to be witnesses of him, to tell others all of the good deeds that he has done, to redeem us from our sins and death, and to give us eternal life. Talk of his wondrous works. Now, not only when we proclaim the gospel or the works of Christ or God to others, but also in just our normal, friendly conversations that we have with one another, we should talk of his wondrous works. But what are people talking about today? What is the subject of their conversations? How much of it is focused on the evil deeds of men or the things that they don't like about the government or politics or on and on? And how much of it is focused on the wondrous works of God? Glory in his holy name. Understanding the names of God and their meanings is the best way I know of to glory in his name. I think we would be very good to meditate on the many names of the Lord, both of God the Father and Jesus Christ. Um, Jehovah Shalom, for example, the Lord is our peace. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is our banner. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is our provider. As you meditate on these names of God, it glorifies Him. Seek the Lord, His strength, and His face evermore. Now first, we seek the Lord Himself. The Bible says that if we draw near to Him, then He will draw near to us. And He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. 
Second, we seek his strength. So if you're weary or weak, then ask him to strengthen you in your inner person. We are told to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And third, we seek his face evermore. Now to seek his face means to seek his smiling countenance. So may his face shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. If his face seems at first hidden from you, then seek him with all your heart until you find him. Remember his marvelous works, which he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen ones. Remember his marvelous works. We remember these whenever we read the word. Let us do this with our children and grandchildren also, so that they will grow up knowing the Bible stories that teach them the blessings that come to those who trust in the Lord. Remember the judgments of his mouth. We should also remember what he has said in his judgments and commandments through his word, both Old and New Testaments, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, rebuke, correction, and training in righteousness so that we have all that we need. Now, God gave this to the seed of Abraham. He revealed his works and his words to Abraham and his descendants. Salvation comes from the Jews, but we who believe in Jesus Christ do inherit the blessings given to Abraham because of his faith, if we share in his faith, First, we receive the gift of righteousness. And then all the promises of God, we are told, are yes and amen to us as we believe in Christ. Verse 7, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations. The covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance, when they were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it. He is the Lord our God. Now David could say that Jehovah or Yahweh was their God because God had chosen Israel from all the nations as his special people. But he also says that his judgments are in all the earth, not just Israel, but the entire world has seen the Lord's judgments. Egypt saw them in the plagues and in the victory God gave to Israel at the Red Sea. The Canaanites saw them when Israel crossed the Jordan River and defeated 31 Canaanite kings to take possession of the promised land. God remembers his covenant forever. He doesn't make a promise he doesn't keep, and he remembers all the promises that he ever makes. He promises to show his mercy to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. But he only judges to the third and fourth generation of those who hate him. Because we can count on his covenant promises, we need not fear we have been accepted in the beloved Jesus Christ and are the objects of God's everlasting affection. God said, I will give you the land of Canaan. Now this he promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that they would receive the land of Canaan as their everlasting possession. 
Now their descendants went into Egypt for 400 years, but then when God brought them out, he did give them the land and no nation can successfully take away the Holy Land from Israel because God gave it to them as their everlasting possession. Now, it wasn't because they had so many people that God made these amazing promises, but because God saw that Abraham would have faith in him and command his children after him to keep the way of the Lord. Verse 13, When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones, and do my prophets no harm. So Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were sojourners in the land of Canaan. They went from one nation to another. They didn't own land. I think Abraham just bought a burial ground and and Jacob bought uh, a plot around Shechem, but that was pretty much it. And so God commanded the people around them not to do them any harm. He didn't let any harm come to them, and he even rebuked kings. When Abraham went to Egypt and Sarah was taken into Pharaoh's harem, you know, God rebuked Pharaoh to give Sarah back. The same thing happened to Abimelech. Uh, who was the king of the Philistines. So God protected them and said, do not touch my anointed ones. And what a wonderful thing to know that you are under the protection of God. Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provision of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his elders wisdom. So God called for a famine. Sometimes we wonder where did this famine come from? Well, in this case, God called for it because he used the famine to get the children of Israel to Egypt. They knew that the Egyptians had food, and so that's where they went to get it. And of course, before all of that happened, God sent Joseph before them as the pioneer to prepare the way. Now, this happened by them selling their brother into slavery. They were jealous of Joseph and so sold him to the Midianites. And he became a slave of Potiphar for a while. And then when Potiphar's wife made eyes at him and Joseph wouldn't go for it, then she framed him and he ended up in prison. And while he was in prison, it says that they hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons. And so that was painful. And no doubt he was wondering what in the world is happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? And we're told that the word of the Lord tested him. Now, he knew that he was going to be raised up at some point because God gave him dreams when he was just a youth. And in those dreams, he saw his brothers bowing down before him. But did he believe the word of the Lord? Would he hang in there even while he was going through the fire? But as he was going through the fire, God was preparing him for all that he had for Joseph. And then one day the king sent for him 
because he heard that Joseph could interpret dreams and Pharaoh had a dream that he didn't understand. And so Joseph was brought to him, told Pharaoh the dream and Pharaoh released him from prison and made him the prime minister. And in that dream, of course, was the whole food distribution program that would occur, that there would be seven years of, of plenty followed by seven years of famine. And Pharaoh set Joseph over the food distribution program, made him ruler of all his possessions and gave him great power. And the elders that were of Egypt learned from Joseph, who was about 30 years old when he was brought into that position. And so God gave him wisdom. All of these things were the manifestations of God's faithfulness to Israel as David goes through it, just showing God, you've been so good. You're so worthy of our praise and our thanksgiving because of your faithfulness. And we're about halfway through this psalm. We will continue it tomorrow. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll conclude Psalm 105 as the psalmist continues showing God's faithfulness to Israel. They multiplied in Egypt, and the Lord delivered them and gave them Gentile lands. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.